Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome back to the Yoga Girl Podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Happy 2021, everyone. I hope you are feeling so good. I really hope you've had a wonderful New Year celebration and that you are so ready for 2021. Just saying the word... <laughs> 2021, just talking about the new year gives me a little bit of goosebumps. I'm sitting here right now just with goosebumps. Honestly, that's how excited I am that it's a new year right now. I have been longing for this moment. I've been wanting this fresh start and I know you have as well. Honestly, if you know me at all, you know I'm a huge fan of Christmas and the holidays. It's my favorite time of year. And this year, the moment Christmas ended, <laughs> normally I try to extend that Christmas feeling and the Christmas spirit and the magic of Christmas and all things celebration. I try to extend it as much as I can because I really love that feeling of Christmas. But this year or past year, this time for the holidays, the moment Christmas ended, we finished our last celebration that we had planned. I had this massive urge to get rid of everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone else had that experience, but literally the moment we finished our last Christmas dinner, which was on the 26th, I just looked around my house and I went, you know what? I want to get rid of this tree. I want to get rid of every single decoration that I have around the house. I want spring cleaning to begin right now. Like that's the feeling I had right after Christmas was over versus, you know, I used to be one of those people who could keep the tree until February, you know, normally first week of January, kind of January 7th, 8th, like that's when I normally get rid of the tree. I decided that, you know, literally as soon as the year has begun, like now I'm going to get rid of the tree because 
I just want, I'm, I'm so ready for 2020 to not just be something that we talk about in our past, but to literally air out my home, to have the past year really be in my past. So I'm giving myself permission to do all of that today, like literally January 1st. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it's released, it's January 1st, 2021, brand new slate, like clean everything. So if you have that urge for a little spring cleaning or to have that freshness of the new year actually extend into the other areas of your life and actually embody that feeling of new, getting rid of Christmas is a good place to start. Cleaning your house is a really great place to start. Airing out your entire life, like do that right now. We are going to have a little moment to, to ground into the body, but this podcast really is about the first week of 2021. It's about integrating the intentions that we worked so hard to arrive at and making that very first week of the year something so very sacred and special. Honestly, the first week of a new year is so important. And for some of us, you know, if we're still in that kind of celebration mode or, you know, if you've been drinking a lot during the holidays. Sometimes, you know, the first days of the year can feel a little sluggish or low. I really want this podcast to help you be a reset, to help you really find your ground, to fully embody the things that you want this new year to bring. So the first week of the year shouldn't be a time to feel sluggish and low and have that slow start. It really should be a sacred week for you to take amazing care of yourself. And we're going to dive into all of that, specific ways to do that, how we are going to revisit each of our intentions and actually integrate them and begin taking some action already this week. So before we dive into all the juiciness and excitement of that, let's take a moment to ground into the body. So wherever you are, however you're sitting right now, see if you can come a little closer to comfort. So maybe that is grabbing another pillow for yourself or just leaning back in your seat a little bit can roll the shoulders down your back for a moment, maybe a little stretch. Yeah, let's go for that. If there's a part of your body right now that could use a little bit more space, what part of your body would that be? So maybe you just drop the right ear down to the right shoulder for a moment or the left ear to the left shoulder. Or even if you want, you can stand up and take a big, long stretch, reach your hands and arms above the head. Just stretch something that needs a little bit of space. And then from there, finding that comfortable place to sit, closing the eyes. Let's take a long, full breath in through the nose. Open the mouth and let it out. And then as you bring the breath back through the nose, just let that natural, very organic breath flow through the body. Let the breath be what the breath is. Let the body do what the body does and see if you can come a little bit closer to letting yourself just be. Yeah, nothing you have to do or create or fix right now. Just let yourself be. And sometimes we can actually embody that being by just taking a deeper breath or letting the shoulders drop a little lower or softening the face a little bit an actual physical shape or physical shift in the body to just soften a little bit more. And then noticing right now the feeling that you're experiencing inside of this beautiful body of yours. 
It's January 1st. It's a new day. It's a new year. What does it feel like to have arrived to this moment in time? Really sit with this for a moment. Because, you know, sometimes we have so much anticipation around the new year. There's so much, I mean, we all know New Year's is always a little bit overhyped. And sometimes we come out on the other end of that and we feel a little bit empty. Sometimes we feel a little bit depleted. Maybe you did indulge a ton yesterday or over New Year's Eve and you're feeling that in your body today. So if you're not feeling that freshness and that excitement of the new year, that's okay. Just notice where you are. Because if it's one thing we are really going to do this year is allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling. To not fake it. This year we are not pretending We're not putting on a brave face and a big smile when that's not what we are experiencing, right? This is the year to honor ourselves where we are, the way we are. So complete permission to feel a little low if that's where you are, to feel disconnected if that's where you are, to feel hungover if that's where you are. If you are, then probably that feeling today is part of the big celebration and excitement of yesterday and that's okay. Yeah, so no judgment, no guilt, none of that for this moment, for this day, for this first week of the year. Mm -mm. Honor yourself where you are. And of course, if you're feeling this big excitement right now, you know, if your body feels a little bit tingly with joy, with just amazing happiness over the fact that we have entered a new year, that we finally were able to transition into this new space, that we have flipped the page, and here we all are. So whatever is moving inside of you, sink a little deeper into that. Take a deeper breath into that and honor where you are in this moment. That's the beautiful thing about this practice. And if you listen to this podcast, you know, we do this a lot, honoring our own feelings, our own experience, you know, this spiritual practice, this journey we're all on, it's not about constantly redirecting back to happy, you know, and if you've set intentions for this year ahead, which I know so many of us really worked hard on this, these past couple of weeks, then trusting that whatever your intention is, you're not going to get there by faking anything. You're not going to get there by bulldozing or walking all over yourself or by judging yourself or, you know, inviting guilt or whatever is there. No, you're going to get there by allowing what's already here to be the way it is first, right? By not pretending to be something that you're not, by giving space to be who you are. And sometimes, yeah, that is feeling low. And yeah, that could be feeling tired. It could be feeling sluggish. It could be anxious. It could be whatever is there now. And of course, we want to get to that place of happy and joyful, but we're not going to bypass ourselves on the way there. So permission for you to honor you. And then feeling what that is in your body in this moment. Feeling it all over. So you're not fragmented right now. It's not that your body is in all kinds of different places. Instead of focusing on one part of the body, feeling your body as a whole, feeling your being as a whole. And taking a deep, full breath in. 
Let's open the mouth and a big full breath out. And now wherever you are, we're going to take a moment to just stand up a little bit. So you can blink your eyes open for a moment, finding a place to stand. So just stand up and then close your eyes again. Now we're going to take a minute out of our day right now to shake something out, right? So if you've been feeling low or sluggish, this is your moment to shake it out. If you're feeling excited and super happy, then this is your moment to shake it all over, right? To expand and extend that joy into every part of your being, just to invite some energy into this moment. So with the eyes closed, begin shaking your body. There's no wrong way to shake. So just shake your body the way your body feels like it wants to shake right now. Bend the knees and let your knees really bounce. Start shaking your hips. You can shake out your hands, your arms, your shoulders, shake your head up and down side to side. Maybe you start jumping up and down a little bit. Really shake everything out, fingertips all the way through the crown of the head and all the way down through the tips of the toes. Shake, 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 shake. Shrug the shoulders. Find a new body part to shake that you haven't shaked out yet and just shake it all the way out. Go a little bit bigger and wilder in that shake right now. Shake, 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 shake. Take a full breath in and make some noise as you exhale. And then pause. Just pause, just pause the way you are feeling into the body right now. And chances are just by giving yourself a moment of movement right now, a moment to shake, to release, is that you can get a little bit closer to just being here now, right? That place that lies on a level deeper than the fleeting experiences we're having of our day to day, right? There's a deeper level to the high and the low, the duality of happy or sad or feeling sluggish or energized. There is a deeper layer there where you're just right here, where you are just right here. So drop right in. Experience this felt sense of being right now. And then very gently, without disturbing this quiet space inside or this being, this totality of your presence occupying every inch of your body right now, come back to your comfortable seat. Take a sip of water or I have a little bit of tea. Just take a moment to ground back. Let's take one more long breath in and out. Now bring your awareness to the intention that you set for 2021. And I say that with a big smile. So bring your awareness, your attention back to the intention that you set for this year. And just remember that right now. So if you've really done this work on intention setting and goal setting for the year, this intention should be so clear right now, right? It's that clear one sentence of your intention for the year. And it's important that your intention is so simple and clear and that you know it so well that you can just pick it up at a moment's notice because we are going to be doing that throughout the year. And that's really what this podcast episode is about as well. 
So remembering your intention right now. And if you want, you can imagine as if you're gathering that intention with your hands and then bring your hands to your heart. Let the palms of the hands rest on top of one another, right on top of your chest. And just holding your intention to your heart for a moment. Embodying this intention in your heart for a moment. Tasting the possibility and potential that lies around this intention. Because for me, when I hold my own intention to my heart, I smile so big. It's impossible for me not to smile when I hold my intention in my heart. Because it's so full of hope. It's so full of faith. There's so much trust and potential and possibility that lies in our intention for every new year. And that moment is really peaking right now. So really hold your intention close. Hmm. And let's take another breath in. Open the mouth and let it out. Oh, beautiful. You can blink your eyes open. Oh, hi, beautiful. <laughs> Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Isn't it magical how these simple things, right? Closing our eyes, feeling our feelings shaking our body for just a minute. Like that was one minute. It was no time at all. Holding that place of silence, just dropping into that place of meditation for a moment and then connecting with our intention, with our purpose, right? There's something so beautiful about these things, putting them all together. And it's something we can do on our own and come back to again and again. And that's really what I'm here to share with you for this podcast episode. It is the first podcast of the year. And I want you to join me on a journey of making the first week of 2021 absolutely sacred. So whatever you have planned for this week, of course, we all have different dynamics going on. Maybe you're working now already. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you didn't really stop working if you're like a lot of people out there. Maybe you still have time off. You're still on vacation. You still have time with your family around the holidays. Wherever you are right now, none of this is going to be an obstacle for you. 
And I want this to be really, really clear, right? Whatever life situation you have in this moment, right now, this first week of the year, none of it is going to be an obstacle. It's all going to become part of how you integrate sacred space every single day this first week. So the first week of 2021, it's the week of the 1st to the 7th of January. If you're listening to this podcast a couple days late, just make sure you start right now if you haven't already so that the first week beginning right now of the year is absolutely sacred. And what does this mean? How can we invite that sacred space into an entire week, right? So it's going to require a little bit of planning. And for a, for a long time, I used to think that, that that they were two separate things, right? That my sacred practice, my spiritual practice was somehow different and separate from my mind. Um, the way I use my mind when I'm working or when I'm you know, really problem solving or when I'm planning and scheduling, I used to separate those things. So when I was done with my spiritual practice, I was done with my yoga, with my meditation, I would have this transition in my day and then step into my work day. And that's when all the planning and the problem solving and logistics would happen, right? What I do now is I don't have a differentiation between the two. And I realized that there is something so sacred about how I schedule my time. Of course it is. And it makes much more sense for me to do this as a part of my spiritual practice than to separate the two. So that when I schedule my day, when I schedule my week, and when I schedule the first week of the year, I do that from that place of total presence. I do it from a place of being anchored into my intention of the year, right? And when I do this and I do it in connection to my sacred practice, to my sadhana, chances are I'm going to be so much more mindful in how I schedule things, in how I problem solve if I have to move some things around. And that's what I want you to do as well. So if you're working this week, that doesn't mean that, oh, I can have a sacred week. Hell yes, you can. And hell yes, you should. If you have family visiting right now, or you have kind of an all over the place thing, or you have kids at home because they're not in school, you know, I have that situation too. That is not an obstacle at all, but you're going to integrate the sacred practices that you're going to decide for yourself to actually fit with your kids and to work with your family life right now. So to plan and schedule our first week of the year, I want you to take a moment right now to narrow in and narrow down on the practices that are non-negotiable for you when it comes to actually taking the best care of yourself as you possibly could. So some non-negotiable practices that you know are really there to help you feel your very best. And then you're going to take time every single day to make sure that you touch base with all of these practices in your life. So imagine the first week of the year as a retreat, right? We have on yogagirl.com, we have our choose yourself retreat at home. If you bought that retreat, a lot of people did last year to do this year. This is a really great week to jump into that retreat from home. You can make your own retreat week by just scheduling and planning in the time every single day for these sacred practices. So the daily ritual that I want you to anchor into, and you're going to modify this to adapt and fit you and your life, of course, I would love it if that could include rising early every day. Now, I know so many of you guys started rising early together with me over the past couple of months. So many of you have already been doing this for a long time. You have that sacred connection to the first hours of the day, the hour before the sun rises. And for a few of you, you're feeling like, man, that is just not for me, right? Maybe my, your schedule doesn't allow it. Maybe you work really late. Maybe you're a night owl. All of that is super, super valid, but I would love it if you could take this first week of the year as an experiment 
just to see what happens and shifts in my day if I rise a little bit earlier than I normally do. Now, when I made this transition, I changed and transitioned. So I, I started rising two hours earlier than I normally did, which is a pretty big transition to make. So if you're feeling like that's really radical and drastic, how about you just move up the time that you rise in the day by 30 minutes, right? If that's enough for you. If you can make it an hour, like get up an hour earlier than you do, then do that. But if 30 minutes is what you can do, then go ahead and make it 30 minutes. What's important is that when you rise earlier than you normally do, or when you rise early, is that you have that first moment of the day to yourself, right? So if you're changing something and you're doing this for the first time this week, if you're rising 30 minutes earlier, make sure that that time isn't spent with your kids. Okay. Make sure that it's not spent with your spouse, with your family, extended family. You want it to be time alone. And that's why for me, I rise so early so that I know my kid is still asleep, right? Like that's helpful for me. Now, if I had a child who woke up at five, then getting up at five for me would be super impossible and still have that alone time. Then I would find a way to integrate those first 30 minutes somehow, you know, with her or ask my husband for help. You know, if you're a single mom, you're already like winning at life because everything you do is just like beyond everything else. So for instance, if you're a single parent, yeah, hats off to you. You are already a superstar doing everything amazing. So maybe finding that way to integrate those first 30 minutes with your day with your kid, right? So we're all going to do our best and the best we can. But if you can challenge yourself a little bit, find a little more discipline for this week, go ahead because this is a really good time also to integrate some changes if there are some changes we want to make to how we get up in the morning, for instance. So rising early this week and at the end of the week, if you've never done that before, or if it's not your thing, evaluate how you felt, right? Maybe it's the beginning of a real routine. That's something that you're changing or shifting for the whole year. Who knows? So daily rituals include rising early and immediately moving your body right away, moving your body. Now it doesn't matter how you move, right? I talk about this so much on this podcast. There's no right or wrong way to move, like to do your movement in your body. It's your body. And if you get really in tune to what your body needs, chances are what your body asks of you is going to be a little different every day too. So you guys know I dance every morning. That's become really my thing. Sometimes I go on the trampoline and I jump for 20 minutes. If I could, without waking up my kid, I would go for a run. Like I'm really loving running lately. But when I start the car, the dog's bark and then the whole house wakes up. So I just, I just don't. So, you know, whatever kind of movement you can drop into rolling out your mat and practicing yoga, like this is the yoga girl podcast. Chances are you have a yoga practice, such a beautiful way to start the day, but move your body some shape or form immediately from the moment you've gone up early, you're, you're up. And then once you've done that, try to have that gap. Sometimes there's a long gap between movement and the other parts of our spiritual practice, right? So maybe you're jumping on the trampoline or you went for a run or you did your yoga practice and then there's a little gap there, like you rearrange something or, you know, maybe you shower after you've been running or you've done your thing or, you know, something changes in your, in your, in your morning. Try to have that gap be as seamless as possible or if you can, remove the gap completely. What I mean is once you're totally in your body in that sweaty place of movement, you want to transition straight into revisiting your intention from that place of being embodied. So when I jump on my trampoline in the morning, when I'm done immediately, I don't change a thing. I don't take my shoes off. I don't, you know, wipe all the sweat off my face. I don't go to the bathroom. I don't do anything. I just 
go right into my journaling practice or into the next phase of whatever my morning is. And the reason for that is the energy that we create in the body through movement and the presence that opens up inside of us through movement, we want to keep that channel really open. And it's pretty fragile and vulnerable, I find, that that opening that we find in the body through movement in that way. So if you can go straight from sweaty movement into journaling with as little disturbance as possible, that's the absolute best so that you can stay in that present place of activation inside of you as you come to your journal, because that's what we're going to do right after we move our body. So revisiting your intention right? Coming back to your intention right away after you've moved your body. So the moment you've been sweating, you know, just closing your eyes, sitting down, take a moment to remember your intention, that clear, clear, clear sentence that you have that is only yours and meditate on that for a little bit. Just visualizing or experiencing the felt sense of the intention that you set for the year inside of your body. And that could be, sometimes it's helpful to actually repeat the intention just inside of yourself, you know, maybe having your intention become a mantra that you meditate with. For me, what I do is I just come from movement. I close my eyes and I sit with my hands to my heart, just like we did a moment ago. And I hold my intention to my heart and I just remember it. And by remembering, I activate, right? And I take a breath. So from there, once you've meditated on your intention, you're going to grab your journal and your pen right away, and you're going to start your journaling practice of the morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, for the first week of the year, how we're going to journal is super, super, super specific. Begin by writing down your intention at the top of the page so that that remembrance becomes even bigger because you're putting pen to paper. From there, go right into your affirmation, right? So your affirmation, meaning your present tense version of your intention. That affirmation should also be one sentence, super clear, right? Your affirmation. So you write those two things down and then give yourself a moment just to free write a little bit on how you're feeling. If you need a prompt to get started, you can start with right now, I feel right now, I feel, and just put pen to paper and write a little bit. You know, when I do this in the morning, sometimes I write for just two minutes because I feel like that's it. Sometimes I end up writing for 20 minutes just about how I'm feeling because I'm feeling a lot. So there's, you don't have to be super, you know, disciplined or structured in the same way every day. Just trust your intuition and journal for as long as it makes sense for you when you're free writing. So you're writing your intention down, your affirmation down, and then you're free writing on how you're feeling, those three things. And then you're going to end with a moment on gratitude. So ending with gratitude. So it can be right now, I am grateful for, and you just free write a little bit on what you're grateful for in the moment. You can make a little gratitude list. You can pick like maybe every morning you want to write down five things you're grateful for. Like that's how you end your journaling moment. Maybe you want to write a hundred things. Maybe you want to write one thing, you know, decide for yourself, but end with gratitude. 
So it's going to be those things that you begin with in your journaling session. Intention, you write that down. So it's super, super clear. You write your affirmation down, then you free write on how you're feeling. So right now I feel, and then you, you end on gratitude right there. Once you've done that, take another moment to just sit and be in your body. So feeling into any shifts and any changes that you might have felt just by writing about how you feel, just by touching base with your intention a little bit and by connecting with that place of gratitude. And then this is a really good moment in your morning to have a little transition, right? So if you need to change something or, you know, brew yourself a cup of tea, if you have some space, because from here, we are going to drop into the details and the actual integrating of our more specific goals and intentions for the year. So you can change this around a little bit, however you like, but what I love to do is I pick one goal from one of the four areas of our intentions, right? So we have home, mind, body, and soul. If you've missed any of this, by the way, the last two podcasts cover a bunch of this stuff. So the last podcast before the end of the year was our big intention setting podcast. So if you're, if you're wondering, yeah, if you, if you just tune in for the first time, make sure you head over there first, but we have the four areas of our intention setting, which is home, mind, body, and soul. After you've done your free writing and had your moment to journal, I want you to pick one goal from one of those four areas to sit with a little bit. And since you're going to make the first week of the year really sacred, you can pick one new goal every single day, or you can pick two a day if you want. You can move around a little bit freely there. When I look at my goals for the year, because we set three or more in every area, right? I said three, so it's 12 things total. Few of those things are actually actionable, right? So let me give you an example. For instance, one of my intentions and goals under soul for 2021 is to continue with therapy, right? That's something that's super important for me. I'm making it an intention because it's a part of my life that has been so enriched. Going to therapy, committing to therapy really changes my life and I don't want to lose it. So I'm keeping it as an intention, even though there's actually no big, you know, action step there because I already have my set appointments with my therapist every single week. So that's more of a dormant intention. That's something that I've already committed to that I'm maintaining to really keep fired up and going, right? So sometimes we are going to have intentions out of those 12 that are like that, that it's continuing something or it's an intention that's really internal, maybe a little bit abstract. So it doesn't come with a clear action step. Now you're going to have intentions that come with super clear action steps, right? And it's going to be something around you wanting to pursue a goal, you wanting to start a new project, you having something really tangible that you want to create, right? So an example of that for me, for instance, is... I really want to save up money for a vacation house. I wanted to do this for years. I have never set it as a super clear intention that I followed through on before, but this year I am so committed to doing that. So that comes with some really clear, actionable steps, right? For me to save money. So at the end of the year, you know, at least I have something that that's close to where I want to end up. It's going to take a lot of logistical planning for me in my life. It's going to it's going to take me budgeting my life in a different way. It's going to take a really clear sit down with my husband, probably going to the bank, opening up a specific savings account for that, deciding how much every month are, am I going to save? Where is that money coming from? You know, there is some logistics around that. So that's a goal where actually I need to sit down and think about, okay, well, what is that goal? 
How much money am I looking to actually save or manifest somehow this year to make that goal happen for me? And then what's the path I'm going to take to get there? Is it going to be that slow road of just saving a little bit more money every month? And then how long will it take me to achieve that goal? Or is it going to be, hey, I'm really going to rally this year, manifest abundance in a bigger way so that I can make this goal happen. Right. So that's an example of a goal that has really clear action steps. And once I open those action steps up, I'm going to realize that they are kind of endless, right? It's a lot. It's a big, big dream. It's a big goal. And it's going to come with a lot of work, right? So picking one goal out of your four areas every day for the first week of the year to actually sit down and look at that goal, sit with that goal for a moment, look at the specifics of that, and then start writing down action steps. Now, action steps have no limits whatsoever. It can literally be, sometimes when I do this this practice for myself, it's like I have a goal, I want to find the action steps of how am I going to actually make it to that goal. You can look at it as word vomit almost. You can look at it as just total brainstorming with yourself, right? It doesn't have to be clear, doesn't have to be concise, doesn't have to be super planned and rigid. And, you know, there's no like right or wrong way to have an action step. It's just sitting down, thinking about and contemplating this goal, and then try to find as many actionable things that you can do to inch yourself closer to that goal. And it can be an action step can be something that takes you one millimeter closer right? Honestly, an action step can be revisit this goal and write down action steps every day this whole week. Like that's an action step is actually getting those action steps clear, right? Does that make sense? So for instance, I'm going to give you another variation. So when you're looking at this goal in front of you, what is something you can do to make that goal come a little bit closer to you, right? So take a moment to really sit with that and write down as many things as you could possibly think of. And sometimes the goal is really big, right? It feels really far away. It feels really vast. Then we have to bring it a little bit closer to us. So if you don't know where to start, a way to begin, and this is how I start pursuing new goals, is Google. Like literally, I need to Google this thing. I need to look at how other people have done this in a similar way right? Maybe I need to study. I need to learn about this subject a little bit more. Maybe I'm not qualified yet to get to where I want to be. I actually have to get a new certification or read all these books maybe, or learn or grow in this area. So I become a little bit more knowledgeable first. Maybe that's the first step. Maybe I look around my network and I try to figure out, is there anyone I know who has these qualities or who has these qualifications who can help me and give me some advice? An action step could be, you know, if you want to start a new business or a new project to start a website, you know, go to godaddy.com and see if the URL you really want is available. Start thinking about what is a business plan going to be for this to actually happen? What are the obstacles that I feel are in my way, right? And how can I tackle them one at a time? So free writing on your action steps and the more you have, the better. And when you feel totally kind of emptied out, like you've really looked at that goal from every area, you've found as many actionable things that you can possibly think of. Guess what the next step is? Yeah, it's going to be go do that thing. (laughs) So that one thing a day gets checked off that list of action steps. And sometimes we go back to an action step and we realize like, oh, that wasn't actually really helpful. I don't actually have to do that thing because it's actually not going to take me to where I want to go. Then you cross that over and you go to the next one, right? But if you do one thing each day for the first week of this year, something is going to start shifting. 
There's going to be movement happening, not just logistically in, in, in the terms of you inching your way closer, right? By learning more, by reaching out to people, by starting that website or starting that Instagram account or, you know, by growing in the area you want to grow toward. But energetically, when we start pursuing our goals, like you have this spiritual practice already of speaking your intention out loud every day, writing your intention out loud, meditating on your intention every morning. And then you start to pair that with action where you tick one of these things off every day. Spiritually and energetically, we are put on the path that brings us closer to that dream with more ease. You know, it's kind of like you're telling the universe, hey, this is what I want. And hey, watch me go after the thing that I want. And before you know it, the things that felt like really big obstacles might actually not be that big anymore. Or suddenly doors open that you couldn't even have envisioned opening before. So we have to pair our intentions with action. And that's really what the first week of the year is about. So your intentions no longer become something that is just in your mind or something that you talk about or journal on or meditate with, but it's actually something that you are putting into action every day, that you are putting out into the world. Because the beautiful thing about making our dreams happen is that the universe wants things to work out for you. Life wants life to work for you. And pairing intention with action is the way there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So let's take a moment right now to review what our morning ritual looks like for the first week of the year. So if you don't have a clear morning ritual, then copy paste, you know, grab your journal and your, note, your, your notebook and your pen right now and write this shit down. If you have a morning ritual already, maybe it's much, much, much bigger than this, then make sure you integrate the intention setting part of this every single morning. You're rising early, you're moving your body, you're going straight from moving your body into revisiting your intention, right? So remembering your intention, meditating on your intention, embodying your intention, you're picking up your journal, you're journaling on your intention, writing it down, you're writing down your affirmation, you're free writing on how you feel, you're writing on gratitude, and then you're picking one goal out of the 12 or more that you have for the year, and you're writing down the action steps that you can imagine for that goal. That's the morning ritual. And then at some point during the day, doesn't matter when, you're going to look at that list and you're going to take action on one thing. Large or small, doesn't matter, but you're going to take action on one thing, which might just mean that that day you send one email. That day you Google for 10 minutes. That day you order a book online. That day you reach out to someone in your network. That day you do one thing. Right. And of course, if you feel inspired and all of a sudden you find yourself doing more than one thing, then hell yeah, darling, keep going down that path. So there's action paired with all of the things that we are really creating around this goal. 
Now, at the end of the day, we're going to close the day out with a smaller ritual. And this is because I want you to end your day connecting with your intention as well. You begin your day with your intention, really getting clear on those goals as well. And you end your day with your word of the year. And that's a really important thing because there is something really special around the last thing we put our attention to before we close our eyes and go to sleep. And for the first week of 2021, that last thing you focus on should be your word of the year. So your word of the year likely is something that you want to embody by the end of the year. It's that feeling, that thing you really want to impermeate your life. So taking a moment right before you go to bed to meditate on your word. And that can be something as simple as just, you know, closing your eyes, sitting up tall, place your hand to your heart and use that word as a mantra, right? As you inhale, you repeat that word silently to yourself. And as you exhale, you repeat that word silently to yourself. And then you can set a timer if that's helpful for you. Usually I do this without a timer at the end of the day because I don't keep my phone in my in my bedroom, but it can be really helpful to just do five minutes in bed before you go to sleep and then have that timer so that you know when you're done. Just to breathe, to bring that presence back into the body and to really remember and repeat and return to your word of the year because that's the energy you want to fall asleep to. So fairly simple that evening ritual. If you can, for the first week of the year, go to bed a little bit earlier. This week, we really want to take care of ourselves, you know? So I know for me, I mean, past year, especially before I, before I found yoga and meditation, the first week of the year used to be really not very healthy, <laughs> right? For me, New Year's Eve was always a huge party night and I would kind of wake up hungover and then I would go to another party or maybe I still had family or celebrations happening in the beginning of the year. So that was kind of my life pre, <laughs> pre, pre this, right? Whatever you want to call it. But the first week of the year, you know, of course, it's really hard to stick with our intentions, with our New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call it. If we're starting off the year already feeling a little bit behind because we're not feeling good, right? When we feel good, pursuing the things we want in our lives is so much easier. It really begins there with taking care of ourselves. So the first week of 2021, not only do I want you to do this as a part of your morning ritual and your evening ritual, but I want you to take really good care of these four areas of your life. So the same areas of your life that you spent so much time setting intentions and goals for, I want you to take care of those areas of your life as well. So home, mind, body, soul, right? Taking care of your home. And this is such a, sometimes we, we kind of miss this as part of our, of, our, of, our, of our healing journey and our spiritual practices. We forget that, you know, our home is where our bodies reside, so taking care of your home, making sure that your home is clean. You know, if you feel done with Christmas and you want Christmas out the door, you do that thing right now. <laughs> if you feel the need for a spring cleaning, open up all the windows, air everything out. That feeling of wanting something fresh and new, make that resonate in your home as well. Clear something out, get rid of old things, clean your home and keep your home really tidy and organized so that you have this clear intentional space to do these practices in, to actually manifest the abundance that you are looking to have this year. So take good care of your home, which also means take good care of your people, you know, take good care of your kids, your spouse, your partner, your friends have this first week of the year, be a week where you have some quiet time, some heart to heart time with the people who matter the most to you. 
Now, taking care of your mind. So if you feel really stressed right now, you know, if you can sense that your mind is really, really, really busy, or if you have a lot of thoughts around anxiety or judgment, going to your resources this week, what are things you can do to help you calm and bring some peace of mind right now? For me, a combination of yoga, meditation, time alone, time spent in nature, CBD works wonders for me for my anxiety, time spent with my daughter, with my pets, like hugging my dog. You know, I have that list of resources that I go to when my mind feels really, really busy. So choosing to return to your resources every day this week so that you can invite a bit more peace of mind. And chances are when you're journaling as much as you're going to be journaling this week, your mind is going to feel a little bit more at ease because it's kind of like, you know, writing our feelings down. It's a little bit like sharing. It, it is like the, the internal mind version of airing out our homes. It's like clearing out the corners of our minds where we might have felt some agitation or some tension or concern, right? Because you are writing about how you feel every day. So make sure you really focus on that practice if you have any anxiety or if your mind feels really busy this week. Now, body, <laughs> taking care of your body is so important. You know, all of these things connect, but your body is so important. Take this week to take extra good care of your body. Stay super hydrated, like drink all the water, drink all the tea, take really good care of yourself, eat nourishing foods. You know, if there are foods that you've been really indulging in during the holidays that don't make you feel good, without judgment, without like calling them bad foods or anything, just invite foods that make you feel good, right? Instead of saying like, oh, those foods are bad and I ate so much of them during the holidays. No, no such thing as bad foods. Foods are food, food is food. Don't make it complicated in your head. Don't add judgment and guilt and shame to food. Just invite food that makes you feel good, right? Make space for more of that. So eat things that really help to nourish your body. For me, the first week of the year, I eat tons of greens, tons of soups and stews and curries and like warm, like I, I make soup once a day. Um, I kid you not. So something that feels nourishing to you. And if that's salads or it's something totally different, like go for that, but not from a place of depriving yourself, not from a place of something is wrong with my body or I have to lose weight or new year, new me, fuck that. From a place of, I want to nourish my body so that I can feel good here now. Because it's from a place of feeling good that you are going to be manifesting these things that you really want out of life this year. All of this is, it feels impossible if we don't feel good in the body. So take extra good care of your body right now. Drink the water, eat the good foods, move your body every day. Don't forget to move. And these things, they sound, you know, they sound, sometimes we make it more complicated than it is, you know, so just get up, go for a walk, go for a run do some yoga, drink the water, you know, make some nourishing foods for yourself. It is really getting back to basics. And then the final area of our life that we are taking particularly good care of this week is our soul, you know, and you are already doing that. If you're waking up in the morning, doing this ritual around intention setting, if you're ending the day, you know, with meditation and really coming back to your word for the year, but something that you can do every day that really feeds your soul. And for me, it's the 5 a.m. wake up. It's those two hours I have every morning. It's continuing with therapy. It's talking about my feelings. You know, it's prayer. 
Like prayer is a big one, always, always, always a big one for me around this time of year. So you don't have to be religious to pray. If you are religious and you feel really clear about a God that you pray to, then beautiful. Make sure you invite that into your practice every day. If you feel like, if you feel disconnected from any kind of religion, you can still pray. Prayer is putting your longing into words. It's that simple. That longing that you have in your being for something bigger, for something greater, for something even more beautiful than what you have now, you know, ask for divine help, put that longing into words, speak it out loud, write it down and ask for divine help whenever you need it. This week is one of those weeks where anything we do that brings us a little closer to something that resembles God is more powerful than other weeks because it is really sacred. All of these things that we're doing right now. It is really sacred. Your life is really sacred. These practices are sacred. And this week is a week to embody them all. So I hope you feel as inspired as I am right now. I really hope you take this week to do these morning rituals, these evening rituals every single day to take care of your home, your mind, your body, and your soul. And that you feel as hopeful as I do about the year ahead. You deserve all beautiful things in life. You do. You deserve a good life. You deserve to feel good in all these areas of your life. And the time to put this into action is right now. You've already started. So look at you go. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. I love you infinitely. <laughs> if you want to really begin the year with a bang, I just taught today 108 sun salutations on yogagirl.com, a yoga mala that I do every single year on January 1st, 108 sun salutations to embody my intention for the year. So every single time I find myself in Tadasana at the beginning of a new sun salutation at the top of my mat, I repeat my intention to myself. And I do that 108 times. So I have that guided, the beginning of that guided on yogagirl.com. You can practice anytime if you want to jump in. Anytime in the first week of the year to do a yoga mala, to put our intentions into the body is a really wonderful way to begin this new cycle of the year. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>